The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Hello, friends. Welcome. Today's podcast is going to be a little different, although it's going to envelop everything that we've discussed up to this point. And I appreciate you taking time out to be on this journey with me, discovering that which was lost is found within. Today I'm talking about grief, and no matter how much you think you're ready for that moment in life, how much we think that we're prepared for the inevitable passing of a loved one, when it happens, there's a temporary denial of what had just happened. This person is no longer living in the physical form, but they have passed on, leaving us behind, which invokes so many fleeting thoughts, such as what maybe your last conversation was. When was the last time you saw them? Or maybe even there could be some feeling of remorse asking yourself, did I do enough? Was I there for them in their time of need? The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I myself have ventured on this journey of grief just recently. And knowing that I am here to share my story of a recent loss. And as I stood with grief and still standing, actually, and how I'm working with these feelings and the thoughts, moving through the process, I'm going to also share how I was shown how grief is actually an invitation for growth. My journey starts with, well, actually all of our journeys start with the passing of of a loved one or somebody who's impacted our lives so deeply. And my father's recent passing has shown me a lot. 
in my lifetime, I've had a love-hate relationship with my father, and hate is a strong word, so I'd like to use blame or resentment. And before his passing, I would think of all the things he didn't do or what he should have done for himself and our family. My mind kept asking, why? Why doesn't he just do this? Or why didn't he do that? Wanting him to change. Because that was my way of feeling better about the life that he chose. And through my experiences, I've I've done a lot of inner child work or subconscious working. Um, I have forgiven myself and come to understand that my father was just working from survival. He was doing his best. He only knew what he knew. And until he made the decision to reflect and make different choices, he was only stuck in that loop that loop that we all get stuck in about how to live, about what our lives should look like or what he needed to do in order to be. We all have that loop, that repetitive thinking over and over again, that subconscious mind working. And until we realize that that is survival, that's in the fight, flight, or freeze, and really making a choice to change when we're coming from that survival mode, is there really a choice? So just to give a little, a little history, my father was the youngest of three boys. And from my understanding, his mother, my grandmother, favored him above all the other, the two other boys. And she was the buffer between my father and my grandfather, which was his father. And when she passed, my father held a lot of grief, a lot of grief and anger towards God for taking such a kind and loving person away from him. As she held unconditional love for him, And she really served her community. She served selflessly. She was always there for everyone, had a smile on her face, did everything for everyone else. And my father experiencing that loss of that grief of this person in his life that was his rock that had his back. And now she was gone. And there's that void, that void that we have, that he felt, and now that I am feeling. And I was able to just really see that as this emotion coming up in waves and allowing it to move through me and not holding on to thoughts of why this happened, 
how come this? Why didn't he do that? All of those questions, I just allowed that to flow through. Just it kept flowing and flowing. I, I didn't allow them to hook, as we've talked about in, in past discussions, getting hooked by those thoughts. But our mind wants to protect us, as we've also talked about. And, and it wants to blame somebody for the hurt that we're feeling or have something to grasp onto why the event happened. And when I heard about my father passing, it was just so surreal. My sister had called me. And just got off the phone with the EMT who showed up at the house after my father's roommate had called 911. She had just returned home after work. She worked the morning uh, evening shift and she found him lying on the kitchen floor early morning. And after my sister told me that again, my mind went into overdrive. How could this happen? Why didn't he stay at the hospital? Why didn't my sister text me that he had gone to the ER that night? I could have called. I could have spoke to him before he died. All of those swirling thoughts came up because my mind could not control the situation. And now I know that's the mind wanting to keep me safe. When we're in that survival mode, in that trauma that, that fight, flight, or freeze response, there's no time for anything. It's just, there's no time to feel. You just need to react. And so all those thoughts, that's what that's all about. Fleeting in. Wanting to direct it somewhere else. Don't, we don't want to feel this. This is horrible. This is terrible. We want to direct that energy towards someone or change the situation or not be here to experience that. Our Western society sees grief as weakness. When in actuality, the breaking open and witnessing that part of ourselves, that's where the healing really begins. So after the call ended with my sister, I decided to continue the day as planned as my husband and I were going to Point Loma in San Diego. That's one of my favorite spots to watch the waves, the ocean, and see the tide pools with the sea life and breathe in that beautiful saltwater air. And while there, I felt the need to honor my father heal all of the grief, all of that generational wounding tied to grieving. And I stood on one of the cliff sides and I looked out into the waves of the ocean, rolling in just that roaring sound. And I said a prayer for my father, letting him know that he is always loved and never alone. 
And that I, I am making a commitment to live my life without fear or regrets and releasing the feeling of keeping safe by not taking risks. Letting that go with those waves that came crashing in, receding back out. And so as I'm flowing with this grieving process, I'm actually starting to feel lighter and holding compassion as I let go of the resentment and judgment that I held, the past grievances and expectations that I placed on my father. And now I can see how holding these lower feelings, lower negative vibrations and emotions, that was holding me down. I I was placing that upon myself as I was projecting that onto my father. Now I understand how I am solely responsible for my own thoughts, feelings, and reactions. I've been talking about this for years, facilitating classes and offering guidance for my own clients. And it's taken the death of my father to really break me open, the grief showing me and my perceptions of everything influence It ripples out to all of my relationships. And I get to choose to be responsible and break the cycle of generational fear of not being worthy in other people's eyes and release the judgment I held for myself of being good enough to prove my worth. And and the old idea that What I do is who I am, or what I have is who I am. I adapted these beliefs from my parents. And since I started out talking about my father, uh, due to him looking outside of himself to validate who he was, always looking for the next, quote, deal, he was a gambler. He, he other, did other um, types of bartering, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but he was always looking for the next deal, never satisfied of what he had. And over the decade or decades, he developed heart problems. And in 2011, he had a pacemaker put in. And I remember. I I so remember that day while attending Drake University and I was in a health psychology class and the professor was talking about chronic stress, the silent killer and how it wreaks havoc on the body, especially the heart. I was so overwhelmed by emotion in that class. I had to hold back the tears because the lecture was on the same day as my father's surgery. Also, being an energy worker, I also know that when a person's heart center is closed, guarded, and and blocked, 
then that energy, the chi is not flowing there. And they are living from the mind, that protective state. And that disconnects them from their heart. So my father had so many close calls with his heart that he would never take care of himself or put himself first. Even though the doctors would tell him, and I even gave him advice, different techniques of breath work, meditation, even walking meditations, anything of that nature. His mind was always win. He was so easily distracted by the never ending to-do lists that he never even finished each day. His mind was just filled with chaos of things to do, people to meet, deals to make. And that is the illusion that the mind tells us that it's over there or we have to do that for that person in order to have worthiness and Men, especially in my father's era, were taught to be tough, strong, to love hard and play hard. As many people know that it's much easier to express and show love for others than for ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. My father was a good person. He would show up when asked. He had an outgoing personality charm. He connected with other people easily, and he really enjoyed listening to older people, elders, and he saw people for who they were. And this really passed down from generations because his side of the family were ministers and teachers, and they all had the knack of telling stories. I thought about those things. I thought about how he gave me a gift. A gift that I knew I had, but it wasn't tangible. It, it really didn't, I didn't feel it within me. Until his passing, until looking at grief as an invitation for growth. Grief is so important. It is the door we need to open to allow to feel the emotions that are enveloping us at that time. As we grieve and allow it to happen, we're actually healing all past grievances. So this can help with healing generational traumas tied to grief. Grief is a deeper part of love. It's the shadow side that we do not see. And one of my wonderful friends expressed how her grief that she experienced when a loved one was passing, was actually a deeper part of love and appreciation. And due to the array of emotions that we feel when we're experiencing grief, I can see how people get stuck 
in the void of not knowing what to do with that. It's so big. It's so overwhelming, right? Because the mind will continue to live out events or thoughts over and over until the memory is trapped within the body. And it's held in that heart space, which I shared with you, can create disease. When you are not aware of what's happening and lost in that abyss of heartbreak, despair, which blinds you to see the invitation grief is bringing you for growth. It's so important to really appreciate and see and reflect on how things shift, how this is energy also, energy that needs direction. And so I'm going to expand on this a little bit more. And I want to let you all know that everyone grieves differently. And just going back to sharing my experience, understanding and still learning. And seeing how my father lived in his mind and how that placed him outside of himself, outside of his heart. And how I now can choose to be here, to live and allow life to flow through me no longer needing judgment or resentment to validate. So I now hold myself accountable and responsible for my life that I'm experiencing. I am here now, allowing you to hear me and for my stories to be shared. So others, such as yourselves, you too can know that you are not alone. And as you have just heard, I have a new perspective of grief. And um, in meditation, it came to me. That which was lost is found within. And so now I experience grief as an invitation for growth. And when that deep ache comes again of grief, that shadow of love, there's, I say, a strong knock at the door. That's that knock at the door from within, an invitation to open it even when it may seem dark, lonely, maybe some fear of the unknown, of opening a Pandora's box once the doors open. And, and just knowing this is what true healing is, allowing to go into the canyons of your internal landscape because this is where you find yourself, the pieces 
all of these pieces of you. And just think about all the change, the grievances you've had. Maybe, of course, losing a loved one, pets, losing a job, um, parents divorcing when you were young, um, moving, leaving. That's all grievances, grief that, that we've held within ourselves. And that's change. And through your life, there's always going to be change. And it's how you accept that invitation for growth, which creates your next experience. Which will help to assist you in morphing with the change, shifting and changing with that. That's what life is. It's the change and it's constant. And through this process, I'm going to share with you what I've also learned. And and I keep asking myself, how am I showing up today? How am I living my best life? As I refuse to live in a box, a safe place that the mind likes to keep me in. And, and really being grateful and appreciative of my father because he is still teaching me. I'm still learning as I witnessed what just happened in his life. And I know I can make choices. And I can shift that for myself, unlearning and relearning more about me, seeking that which lies within me exploring as we all have the answers within we just need to pause when we come to the crossroads and ask ourselves being willing and courageous to take risks there will be guideposts to help direct us such as this podcast or other people in your lives or books or things that are just placed in front of you. But it's the path, the only path you have in this life. So be brave. Keep exploring and discovering just how amazing this life is every day. And you'll start to see different signs showing up for you. So the day after his death, in the morning, I noticed for the first time on the side of a bandage box, it said, heal the hurt faster. And it had a heart with a little bandage on it. And that was God universe showing me to express my love the thing my father wanted most and now I'm free to share my love with others without fear rejection or judgment or being concerned about being abandoned it really filled my heart to know that I'm right here right where I need to be and it's okay to have these feelings 
as I'm still learning to ride those waves. I'm no longer swimming against the current or getting sucked down into the undertow of thoughts, wanting to know why or how things or how it should have been. Instead, I choose to invite the waves of emotion and allow them to flow through me and to surrender into that moment. And for me, it's like, it's like a back float as I feel the waves supporting me, knowing this is healing and I'm okay. I'm okay. Because this allows me to see and feel all the parts of me. And some of you might think that you might go too deep and will not be able to return from the abyss. No, everyone has their own way of healing. It's to have the courage to go there with compassion for yourself, to trust in the process that there is hope. And it's the light that shines through you. And working from the state of inside out, you are able to appreciate and value the cycle of life. Start to understand that death is a natural process, that nothing's really taken from you. In fact, it's quite the opposite. That void you feel in your life from that person or thing that is no longer there, gives the opportunity to fill the space with something beautiful, with appreciation, gratitude for that person or experience that touched your life. This is where the seeds of inspiration are planted. And you're able to become more through this deep richness. And as I said before, grief is a deeper part of love. It's that shadow side. And it's it's like fertilizer. It's a deep, rich soil that feels dense and heavy. It can be uncomfortable with all those feelings. But this is where growth lies. As we move with the waves, we see our own courage and strength to go into those places, those deeper recesses within ourselves. It's like an underwater cavern in these depths. I'm going to share with you a grief meditation. And it's so important that we pause and just really allow ourselves to be in this space with our emotions. And through grief, we are processing our thoughts, memories, emotions, and these all affect us physiologically. As we feel the heaviness, or maybe even a numbness to the grief. And there's so much to process, or maybe we do not feel ourselves even being in the body because we have disassociated from our emotions because it's too painful to go there, too painful to 
to feel. So today, right now, we are going to explore a meditation to assist in meeting you where you're at without expectations. So I invite you right now to find a quiet space, turn off all of the devices, detach from any watches or electronics from yourself. These all affect us subconsciously. So power down any electronics and just be with me right here. As we're sitting here together, simply notice how you're sitting, how your body is positioned right now. Get into more of a comfortable position. Having your feet on the floor, unfolding your arms, palms at your thighs or just your hands to your sides. And if you haven't already done so, gently closing your eyes if that feels comfortable to you. Or you can simply just gaze downward with a soft gaze. Just simply noticing anything that's coming up for you right now. Any emotions, how your body's feeling in this moment. You know, our bodies carry everything for us. There's a strong mind-body connection. And when you give yourself some grace and pause, simply witnessing what's showing up for you in this moment without judgment. Grief is not something that you just get over. It is something that you move through. And now taking a nice, easy breath in, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Good. And we're not trying to change anything here. We're just meeting ourselves in this space with compassion and taking another nice breath in, seeing if you could bring it in just a little deeper into your chest and releasing out another nice breath. It's like waves coming in a little deeper down into your belly, breathing down into that space. And you might feel some tension in some areas as you're exploring the breath as as the body's been holding all of this for you. You're just letting your body know that it's safe, that it's okay. It's okay to have these emotions. Just feeling those tensions. And with each inhalation, just expanding a little bit more and breathing out, just melting those outer layers. And your mind is going to wander. Just simply bring it back to your breath. 
back to any sensations that you're having or you're experiencing. Yes, good. We are emotional beings. It's okay to feel. It's okay to break open with this grief. And again, this meditation is here to help guide you. And if at any time you don't feel safe or you feel too overwhelmed, just bring yourself back to your breath. You can pause this, come back to it at any time. And so as you're breathing into this space, any tensions that you're feeling in your body, simply be an observer to that area, to that space. And you can even place your hand there wherever that tension is around your chest, your heart space. You tend to hold that there, heartbreak, grief, or you might even feel it in your belly. Just gently placing your hand wherever you're feeling this, this emotion or tensions. I invite you to gently bring your breath to that space. When we experience trauma, the first thing we do is we hold our breath. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to go there. By inviting the breath into that, you're just, again, just asking the body to relax, being with this space, knowing that you are okay, that this loss that you experienced is asking you to witness it, to be with it, and know that you are okay. Whatever the loss that you experienced, whether it was a loved one, a beloved pet, a relationship, or an event that happened to you personally, or even something global that has happened. And this can be something recent or some time ago, because remember the body holds everything. When you're not able to meet it, be with it, experience that grief fully, then it continues to hold in the body. So again, bring yourself back to your breath, breathing into that space. Breathing a little deeper. Feeling the waves of That wonderful breath coming in and out, inviting any emotions, any words that want to be said, to release, you might feel even some tightness in your throat of holding this, holding what you wanted to express that wasn't able to come out at that time, just allow that to happen. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It could be 
even some gibberish might not make any sense. You're just allowing, releasing this energy, letting the body let that go, knowing that you don't have to hold on to it any longer. That doesn't mean you're going to lose this person or the situation again. What it means is, is you're allowing to this, this grief, that heavy or numbness energy move through you. It creates a deeper relationship, knowing that they are always with you. You're able to hold appreciation, seeing the situation or the person in a different light. These wounds heal and we all have scars. It's looking at them in a different way, knowing and appreciating life experiences. Now I ask you to pause right here And just feel, feel your body. Notice if there's been any shifts, maybe an opening or lightness. See where that's coming from. It could even be in your shoulders because you've been carrying it for so long or in your upper back between your shoulder blades or around into your chest or down into your belly. And taking some more breaths into that space. Breathing that in. And if you haven't already done so, now I ask you to place your hands on your heart. Feeling the warmth of your palms, feeling that support that you have for you. No one else can give you the support that you need. No longer putting expectations on others to support you. You are the one. You're right here now. And there might be some words that you want to say to yourself. Speak them now. Could be. You are supported. You are okay. Thank you. I love you. Or any other words that might come up for you. You are worthy of love. Taking some more deep breaths into that space.
and bringing it back to yourself, to your body, feeling your feet, your backside on the chair or cushion, wherever you are, all the way up your spine, to your neck, top of your head. Another nice deep breath in from your feet all the way up to the top of your head. Breath out. Now landing your awareness on your eyelids. When you're ready, gently opening your eyes. Just observing around the room with a soft focus, holding this presence within you, knowing this is working from the inside out and remembering that grief is an invitation for growth. And this is where you find yourself. So I ask you, why is it we wait until a person passes to find appreciation for them, the forgiveness for past deeds, and most important, the forgiveness for yourself? I want you to think about that. Why do we wait? Or why does it shift that way? And at this time, I pass the invitation on to you. How will you show up in your life? Connect with your loved ones while they're still here in the physical world where you can look into their eyes and tell them how much they mean to you and hold them, be with them. And this can even happen if your loved one has passed and listening to this podcast, you now have found the secret passageway through your heart to shift from being lost in the abyss of grief to finding some way to bringing appreciation into your heart, seeing with your own eyes how the person has left impressions within you, planting seeds of growth, and knowing that they are always with you. It's having that courage to open the door and start working from the inside out. And through this process, it's so important how you treat yourself with the same compassion, ease, and grace as you hold for others. And you might even be asking right now, well, where do I start? How do I begin? And I offer by saying, you start by approaching and then answering the knock at the door. Choose to open it to discover your true essence of who you are. Again, thank you. Thank you all for being here, listening, and receiving with me. My heart is full with gratitude and appreciation for each and every one of you. Be well, my friends. I so appreciate your time today. 
as right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.